Hi, I'm Peggy. And I'm Dave. And this is Amped. Hey, Dave, how are you? I'm great. How's it going? Things are going well. Uh, My September is now over, which is a very good thing. It was a very hectic month. Uh, Looking forward to October and uh, cooler temperatures. You know what? My September's over also. Yes. I think everyone's September is over. I know, but if you look at it like my September is over, doesn't it just sound more optimistic? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Go with it. It wasn't a criticism. I was just playing with language. All right. All right. (laughs) Already disgusted with me. We've made it a minute in. Moving on. (laughs) What did we talk about? We're in October, but soon uh, we will be in November. And in November, um, the annual open enrollment for insurance exchange begins. So why don't we talk about that today? I think that makes a lot of sense. Would you like to tee up the issues? Sure, but I think I should get credit for, you know, the flow being so beautiful into the topic. I was proud of that one. You have become the queen of segues. So there you go. That was the word I was looking for. Yeah. So my, my kid's science homework is, is making me temporarily stupid. So hopefully I'll be able to get into the jive of this. No, you're going to kill this. Let's go. All right. All right let's do this. Um, annual enrollment for ex- ex- insurance exchanges does begin on November 1st. Um, it's a very short period, 45 days. Um, that's not different from last year. It's just people tend to forget and tend to procrastinate. So yeah, 45 days beginning November 1st. And in this podcast, we're going to provide some information about what exchanges are, uh, what exactly do health plan and ins- health insurance plans through the exchange cover, how do you enroll, and some differences between this year and last year. That was brilliantly done. You teed that up very nicely, Peggy. Thank you very much. Okay. So what are the insurance exchanges? Well, they're marketplaces where you can purchase health insurance. And uh, as we noted last year when we talked about this topic in episode 50, uh, these were created by the Affordable Care Act. Um, They primarily offer insurance to individuals, though um, in some instances they can offer it to small employers, Um, but they offer it mostly to individuals who either can't get insurance through their employer um, or who make too much money to qualify for Medicaid, significant way in which the Affordable Care Act expanded the scope of coverage uh, to people who were previously uninsured was by increasing eligibility for Medicaid. But for those who make too much money to qualify for Medicaid, exchanges are an option. Many people do qualify for subsidies, which are basically premium assistance um, when they uh, go onto the exchanges and apply. Um, Some data from last year, um, according to uh, one source, 83% of applicants qualified for subsidies uh, last year for the for the calendar year 2018 and healthinsurance.org says the people who did qualify for subsidies actually had 86% of their premium cost covered. So wow. if you qualify last year, it covered a lot of your total premiums. So um, that's good news. And then um, in 2018, um, the exchange enrollment was surprisingly high. There was a lot of talk about uh, a radical increase in the number of uninsured because of the shorter enrollment period that started last year and other cuts 
uh, to supporting programs around the exchanges that the Trump administration implemented. But uh, there, while there was a drop off, it was not nearly as severe as most people feared it would be if you were on the side of um, broader insurance coverage. So uh, that's that's sort of where we are and uh, how we got here. And I think one of the reasons that the exchange enrollment rate was so high last year, surprisingly high, uh, was because through social media and through other kind of grassroots methods, the message got out to people, whereas before it would have been paid or compensated agencies doing the information. Yeah, there was a significant awareness campaign last year, Peggy, you're right, um, around making sure that people continue to enroll um, and and didn't just um, assume that uh, everyone would figure it out on their own. And I think, I think that really drove utilization or drove uh, submissions uh, for for coverage through the exchanges in a way that was probably positive for those who were applying. Absolutely. Um, and if, if you have been listening to our podcast for any amount of time, uh, Dave and I have discussed ad nauseum essential health benefits and to prohibit discrimination based on pre-existing conditions. Um, those are two really, really strong... Um, uh, benefits of the Affordable Care Act, and those that coverage is provided under all of the exchange plans. Essential health benefits, if you remember, includes prosthetic devices, and it has no lifetime or annual limits for essential health benefits. That's correct. And in addition to that, as you mentioned, Peggy, um, under the exchange plans, discrimination based on pre-existing conditions is prohibited, meaning that your premiums can't be higher if you've got a pre-existing condition, uh, nor can insurers enforce any kind of waiting period on you once you qualify for coverage. Both are very, very good things from a limb loss community perspective. Yes. So enrollment, as I said, begins on November 1st, 2018 for the 2019 year. Um, you can go to healthcare.gov slash keep it, keep or change plan. Uh, and we have the link on our show notes uh, to begin the process. Uh, we do recommend that, sorry, you want to take that one? No, no, keep going. As You're doing great. We do recommend that you consult with your prosthetic provider before selecting a plan. Um, they usually can help you determine uh, what's going to be the best plan for you based upon your forecast prosthetic needs? Um, remember that they have different tiers, the highest premium with the lowest deductible, meaning it's going gonna, it's gonna to cover more, but you're, you're going to pay more per month or per period. It's a platinum plan all the way down to bronze, which is the lowest premium with the highest deductible. Correct. And another thing you need to think about, Peggy, when enrolling is what are your specific needs? And that involves taking a look at, you know, what did you get from a prosthetic perspective and when did you get it and what does your overall health look like? If, if you're a pretty healthy person and you got a brand new prosthesis towards the end of this year, you might, you might be comfortable sort of taking arguably more of a risk, but going with a uh, lower tier plan, a silver or bronze plan instead of a gold plan, because, um, you know, your, your need for significant prosthetic support 
is likely to be much lower in 2019 than it was this year. On the other hand, if you've got multiple uh, conditions that are costly, medical conditions and or you've been in your current prosthesis for a while and know you're going to need new new equipment um, or significant work done, uh, it may make sense to may make sense to go with a, a higher tier plan uh, and pay uh, more out of pocket in the form of premiums, but have lower to lower uh, significant out of pocket costs in the form of co insurance. Yeah, it's definitely something that you have to weigh um, on a personal level to figure out what where your risk and and where your comfort level is with that. Um, and if you if you like where you are. Um, there is automatic re-enrollment if you do nothing. So if you like your plan and want to just ride it out for 2019, you really don't have to make any changes. Yeah. And just so we're clear, if you did not have any plan last year, if you haven't previously enrolled, that doesn't mean you automatically get enrolled. Only I, if you previously I, enrolled yes. do you get re-enrolled. Sorry. Yes. No, you shouldn't apologize. <laughs> I didn't put it in the show notes. No, but but that's a very good point. I yes. All right. Dave, why don't you begin with some key changes? Sure. So, um there are really two things. Um, the first is that, um, and we've talked about this in previous podcasts, Peggy, but there are now short-term plans that are available outside of the exchanges. These are plans that uh are significantly cheaper than the exchange plans, but um, they also can have much more limited coverage. They can subject you to all kinds of exclusions. So, you know, short-term plans, you're going to see marketed um, by, by certain companies. And our advice to you with respect to these is just simply buyer beware, because this is a classic example of you get what you pay for. Uh, if you, if you have prosthetic needs, yeah, I, I personally would never go on a uh, – I would never go on a short-term plan. But um, if you can't afford any other form of insurance and you want something that provides you some degree of coverage, uh, then I guess it's probably better than nothing. But I wouldn't depend on it for any significant prosthetic care or treatment. Uh, it's unlikely that you'll get what you're used to getting on the exchanges. So – in my mind, this would only be an absolute last resort if for some reason you couldn't handle um, the cost of an exchange plan. The other key change, Peggy, it's not really a change, but it's more of a market trend, is that uh, there have been reports over the last few months that in multiple states, um, the premiums for exchange plans have actually gone down from uh, last year to this year. And so you definitely want to take a look at what the premiums look like year over year, because if you thought they were high last year and couldn't afford them this year, they may be lower depending on where you are. Good. So it's, it's a good time to key up um, and do, start doing some research early. Dave, do you, you don't have to wait to research the plans, correct? Um, you can start researching them now. It's not clear to me if every – so on healthcare.gov, it looks like they do have um, some – at least some preliminary information up. Certainly, as we get later into the month, um, they'll have more information available. So that you, you want to keep checking that site. If it doesn't have the information that you're looking for, keep going back because as we get closer and closer to November 1, they'll continue to upload new new information. Um, so just know that uh, if you don't see it today, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist and won't exist. It just means they haven't fully 
uh, loaded the information to the site yet. Okay. Um, but you really do want to do your research. You can go to healthcare.gov or your state's exchange website. Uh, it's really important. I mean, this is your healthcare for the next year. So become a smart consumer and do your research. We did a very detailed podcast about this topic last year at this time. It's episode 50 from October 2017. Um, if you want to delve into this a little bit deeper, we really encourage you to go back and check out episode 50 as well. Yeah, there's a ton of information in there that we didn't discuss here because it would just be uh, replicating exactly what we previously did, but uh, lots lots of info, including um, sort of a more detailed analysis of um, what the what the application process looks like and the kind of information you'd want to have on hand for it. That's right. I remember that well, like it was last year. Yeah, just like it was last October. <laughs> See, and soon we'll be talking about that we survived my October. Time just yes. moves very quickly. Yeah, I would think in roughly 30 days we'd be having that discussion. Probably, yes. See, and now we brought it all full circle. Yeah, all full circle back to Dave being an annoying jackass. <laughs> I did not say that. Yeah, you didn't have to. <laughs> all right. I think we covered it. All right. Thanks, Peggy. Great talking Great to talking you. Great talking with you as well. Take care. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Yep. Bye.